And how did we organize it? Oh, well, we are very good in it. We made guidelines and laws and uh, details by the, with the guidelines. And what happens now is that my profession is actually well, protecting itself from all the enemies. You can always say, no, that's not allowed. There's always a guideline that's not allowing what you want. And that's easy, when, because when you say no, you don't have to defend yourself. That's easy going. Up till you be going with pension, it's not a problem. You can say no and no forever, and nothing will happen to you. So actually, my profession has locked itself up in all the guidelines and laws. And actually, then learning stops. I can imagine that you think what a strange picture this man is showing us. And it was shown me first by a Belgian professor, and it was such a wonderful story, that's why I use it often. He said, what do you see? A mostly male audience. No one said a word, of course not. <laughs> he said, what you see is actually, this is an artist. This is Magritte, a Belgian painter. And what he shows is, is actually what a man thinks of a woman. Quite simply, this is what a man finds important. But we all know that a woman is much more. And what's happening here, that uh, this painter is actually objectivating a subject. The wife is not an object. It's a subject. Space is not an object. It's a subject. But what we do as engineers with all our figures, it's objectivating subjects. And there's a quite simple word for it. That's rape. Rape of space. Rape of the human beings. Because it's not about all those figures. It's about the quality of the subject. And that's actually what this picture is showing is quite wonderful. And this is what happens when you only look at the figures. It's just such a lonely picture, a single driver on the bicycle. And the only knowledge of that there's a shopping center here is paint on the road. That's the only thing that's left. So when you go on only interpreting all those figures, it might be quite useful. I think there were 15,000 cars daily. Well, the car took over and space is gone and even the center is gone. And the only way to replace it is with paint on the road. Another little building brick. Uh, it's about a little girl, Albertine, with a white collar. And it's about a roman by the road, uh, French writer Mr. Proust. And he wrote a novel about Albertine. Well, her fiancé once said to her, I wanted to go next Sunday to my uncle, south of Paris. And then in the afternoon we could visit your niece. But Albertine said, that's impossible. We always went by horse and carriage on, on Sunday, and we stayed over on Monday, and on uh, Tuesday we came back. No, we said we go by automobile. She'd never heard about automobiles, but she'd never seen one. said, well, he's rich, he's well-educated. Let's have a look what happens. And indeed, he came by, by automobile on Sunday morning, and at about 12 o'clock they were at Ankles. But at 2 o'clock, Albertine looked at her watch and said, well... I think when we also want to visit my niece, I think we have to leave now. She said, ah, oh, not being in a hurry, okay. Uh, one glass of wine, and they left at 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock they were at Nice, and uh, in the middle of the night, about 10 o'clock, they were back home. But now there's a question, what happened to these people? They never were in a hurry. They had three days for visiting uncle. And suddenly they have a car, and they are in a hurry. How come? Well, whenever you see a car, the first thing that you can see in a car is a clock. That's sticking away the time in an objective way, and you can measure time. For instance, it will happen that my son came home and said, Oh, I gained a quarter of an hour today. And my question could be, what do you do with it? Feed the chicken or take a cup of coffee? What did you do with it a quarter of an hour? Oh, maybe the next day he lost half an hour. Why did you leave it? We, we could have a search for it. That's such an idiotic way of looking at time, because you live just a lifelong time on this earth. 
and that will not change. And that actually, if you look a little bit closer to time, time is not something very linear. Time can have very different values. For instance, when I go to a clothing shop with my wife, for me, time stops. <laughs> but for my wife, time flies like hell. So the perception of time can be quite different depending on the context you're in. And that's interesting because many of our professionals are always concerned about the context of the road. Architects, city builders, green. And when we have the knowledge about what context can do for the perception of time, we can influence speed. You can't influence speed directly, yes, with physical measures, but that's clutter. But if you have the knowledge that context can be changing speeds by changing the perception of time, then we have a wonderful instrument because we have the knowledge of building context. So this is a wonderful, nice building brick. And for instance, I always give the example of a train. I have never seen, I've never experienced someone going to the train driver saying, I'm in a hurry, could you speed up today a little bit? It's system time. Quite another way of time again. And so there are so many different perceptions possible of time. This is a picture I've stolen from Professor John Adams. But I use it a little bit different. I say, can you imagine when these people don't even helmet on their head, how they would behave? Well, I think very, very careful. Each branch you hit will hurt. It might even bleed. So you're very careful. But then the helmet is put on your head. You get a wonderful Kevlar suit around you, big boots and ABS on the motorcycle. And within a few days, people are speeding with 120 miles an hour over our local roads. That actually all those wonderful things we add to the system always have compensating effects. And maybe that the end result is zero. In many cases it is, or even negative. We never took it in account. We always looked at the advantages of these wonderful measurements. And it's part of my job that I am an engineer and I can make the world safe. That can only be done when you fully neglect the compensating effects. And that has to do with risk. <laughs>